met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms International Roundtable. I'm your host, generally, and in attendance, we have our extraordinary co-host, uh, the host and creator of No Apologies, Sir Raven Kiefer. Now then, Raven. <laughs> Mahana, everybody. <laughs> uh, and, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight's guest uh, needs no introduction whatsoever. Uh, please welcome back uh, the phenomenal... New York Patriot of the Occult Rejects and the Spiritual Gangsters. Uh, now they're me. What's going on? Having me on again, mate. Uh, it is an honor having you on again. Uh, you hear that in New York? Uh, that wasn't very nice. He said he, he wasn't going to give you an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know. <laughs> he does not need no introduction. Um, there's a legend, true legend. I mean, even now, mate, you, with you, when you, with you and Teresa, spiritual gangsters, I mean, you are pounding out content. Yeah, that's a good shift. Uh, yeah. yeah. Quality, mate. Because it's different. Yeah. Yeah, it is, mate. But it's unique. And that's, it's like you've got uh, occult rejects, very unique. And your own show, very unique. And, spiritual gangsters again um, and that cannot be easy I mean yeah. <laughs> completely different perspectives mate uh, extraordinary really is that's why I actually jumped on that when she asked me to co-host it because oh mate yeah uh, she's great as well too easy she? she's brilliant but uh no I mean it has it does take its toll after well like I was saying beforehand I might uh yeah slow down on the shows maybe cover a little bit more specific shit on my own just to uh, give myself a break you know, yeah, I couldn't stop that, mate. you know i i've been watching the spiritual gangsters shows how are you guys finding your guests i mean you have lined up some pretty really i mean pretty decent people for the subject matter are, well, are you having to Dig them up, or believe it or not, except for maybe two of them, I think that I've gotten co-host. She she's gotten all of them, and it's like wow, people that brilliant. she knows from like um, being in Instagram chats or like sharing stuff with. So uh, ah. you have to give a lot of credit to her, actually. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like Josh Monday we had on. That was my suggestion because I've had him on before. 
I think we had one other person, and like I think we might have one or two coming on soon that like I knew, but mostly they were all her. So. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing too that I don't mind about the show is that like it's she's got like so many different like ideas and people that she wants to bring on. It's like I, that's one less stress of me like chasing guests for something. Like that. Yeah, and you know, mate, um, it is it's challenging trying to find guests, isn't it? Getting that right balance. Um, but yeah, Teresa has um, <laughs> got it boxed off, mate. Actually, she she's brilliant. Like I said, yeah, it's, it's a very very good program. People people are missing out if they're not paying attention. Um, Thank you. you. know, that's the hardest thing to do too. Is people get used to covering type, and then they kind of get persnickety when you start expanding out and covering other things. But if, if you're taking the narrow view then you're missing out on a lot of tangentials that would make a hell of a difference to the way you see things. Um, yes, yes. I think that's... I agree with that, Raven. I mean, uh, not, not, not to, you know, cut you off or interject, but, like, uh, uh, even with myself, and I'll just be honest with my own podcasting career, um, there has been a lot of things that I love and that I'm interested in that I'd like, you know, be even interested in covering, but when I first came out, I kind of thought, like, like I, if if this is my you know the whole thing is the occult I kind of just got to stick with that, you know I I start thinking these ideas of like well what a listener is going to expect to hear from me and like if I cover it like this, is that not going to do as well and like at one point I was like you know if I'm doing this for myself and I just love doing it, uh, why don't I just do what I want? So like myself I've even been stretching in I've been kind of going into true crime now. And, really, really. And, and paranormal mm. paranormal because I really do think even when it comes to occultism you can still tie all those things in together it may not be exactly mm-hmm. I guess what everybody expects from my show but it's something I'm interested in and something I'm enjoying doing so I had to kind of like stop worrying about uh, I guess people pleasing and just covering what I <coughs> doing and what I think will actually show ties to a much bigger picture yeah people don't yeah. want to follow it all yeah. well, but the people willing to listen i think they'll get something out of it and see it oh definitely man. definitely yeah definitely that's the problem that we have is is they they try uh, it's this thing about separating everything into tiny boxes and they don't understand that's, that's not how things work even you know even when you're talking about a cult now there's a Occult just means hidden in in that sense. But when you start talking about occult practices and and occult ceremonies and ritualism and and groups and orders and things like that, the paranormal fits in with this. True crime, I mean, we know this, right? Um, mysterious disappearances. Yeah. There are so many. That, I mean, we could cover we could cover Hollywood, and that would fit into the occult. Uh, there's there's like really nothing that that doesn't have that little spider web or or that little you know tentacle over the top of it somewhere. Yeah, especially like I mean, true crime like serial killers, paranormal like can all fall into the same um, you know category, I guess. Well, especially with the way some of these sick fuck serial killers. <laughs> Some of these serial killers have been chased back to MK Ultra. <laughs> it's like holy crap! Oh. 
That's actually another thing that I was talking about with Lux and uh, and Teresa about doing. I actually want to because I've been getting interested in true crime. Not so much, I think, uh, going back to the MK Ultra aspect of it, but I did want to start covering certain ones that I honestly believe, if I was to start covering dates of things, I could show a uh, an occult connection. And I did want to mm-hmm. start tackling uh, Son of Sam, BTK, and then I spoke to Lux. And if me and Lux can do something that I think is worth it, any kind of like... Uh, Kind of like a break or something new to add. Uh, we do want to tackle the Zodiac Killer, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I do think me and Lux could show a little bit more than what most people have gotten out of all his weird work and killings. That would be brilliant. Not if you yeah, did but that, that's maybe. only like if it's really worth it to cover it to be like, wow, like look, we could really show you like some kind of connection of what the whole purpose yeah. was, like what it was going towards. But yeah. I, I think it's possible. Definitely, I have definitely already noticed with BTK and the Son of Sam, the shit with the dates. Oh, yeah. Also, you've already, like, like, had a little glimpse into it and noticed you found something. Oh, that's interesting, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can go back, uh, you can go back to uh, Jack the Ripper. And somebody finally uh, applied a cult or mystic knowledge to it and realized that those were ceremonial. Oh. And they set up for dates. And I was like, it's about damn time. You know what? <laughs> I, I had always questioned it to begin with. And then it's like they put out that movie from hell. And it's like he showed you right there the fucking guy was involved with the Masons. Mm-hmm. And it's like I guess oh yes TV or in a movie it must be fake like nobody picked up and thought like maybe we should look into that it like took like fucking ten more years before anybody made a connection yeah <laughs> it was like well and they do that uh, they do that all the time I mean you look at the ninth gate mm-hmm. from hell uh, you look at Hellboy which we talked about the other day with zero um, Hellboy uh, you can you can go through all these different movies that have occult themes and they are showing you the symbology, they're showing you ceremony, they're showing you the connections. But then when you actually try to explain it to somebody that, that, that that's real, they, <laughs> Oh, that was a movie. You know, it's, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like ritual candles and the, the, the Hannibal Lecter series. Oh, I love it. Oh, so man. Um, Red the dragon. ritual camp. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did you did any of you watch the uh, the the TV series uh, Hannibal? I yes. did. I watched like the first season and a little bit more. I was actually tell you the truth, my opinion when that show came out, I was actually kind of like, wow, I'm a little surprised there's so there was so much graphic shit in it that they were showing. Fucking hell, mate! I'll tell you what, I I, I was for the TV series, it was like. I thought it was brilliant. They skinned open like a fucking butterfly or some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy yeah. shit, they actually just showed this on TV. Yeah. Really surprised yeah. how, how they got away with it, but I was gutted when they, they stopped it. Like, but, mate, incredible. Incredible. Um, then they had Dexter. Brilliant. Dexter, yeah, yeah. They had Dexter, which was which is another ceremonial serial killer. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They played they played that 
little they played that one off a little bit differently, but it was still the same thing. Ritual ritual yes. serial killer. Um yeah. and people <laughs> Yeah, mate, it's uh just all, I love it all. I love it all. Uh, I, I tell, and it's not Well, I tell people all the time, if you want to binge on a cult and actually see what it is watch the series supernatural just be aware that they're using real symbols and real sigils in there so that you understand that that's that's part of the program um that was a show that that went down roads that i never thought we would see on television yeah i've never uh matt have you watched that nyp no is that the one that does actually have somebody with the name of crowley in it too yeah, it's got Crawley, and it also has. Uh, it also. I think there's a character with that name. It also has the Winchester, the Winchester connection. No, does it? Yeah, yeah the boys are named Winchester. Oh, that's so wild! Because Thursday night I went on somebody else's show, the Cosmic Peach. Cosmic Peach. Uh, yeah, yeah, truly a Cosmic Peach. I think it's called. My bad. So bad, I don't remember the name, exact name. But I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. And she she was going to cover the Winchester house and the Winchester murders. And mm-hmm. she thought that there was like a lot of weird occultism. And, and there was, obviously. There yeah. was definitely. She had me on, like, kind of to cover the topic and then, like, you know, has a guest on to kind of comment if it's like their field of like what they're into. And like, holy shit, now it's like you're mentioning that. And I'm like, fuck, like that house was like, that house and that lady, Sarah, that lived there were like, it was definitely uh, fucking weird shit. And now that's, you're telling me that show is, has the yeah. chapters in it. Fucking wild. And, and that show featured something that has only been a legend. And that's the demon killer. The, the pistol that Winchester supposedly made by hand himself. <laughs> Yeah. And people watch yeah. that. They're like, they're, they're like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm looking, I see the symbols and I see the sigils and I see the occult. And then they yeah. said, then they had, then they, they showed a pistol, whatever pistol it was, but they had a revolver that was supposed to be the demon killer that, that old man Winchester made by hand himself. Right. Um, I'm like, uh, wow. Uh, and, you know, I don't, I'm not in the habit of recommending television. I don't recommend television. But people who are listening to us and want to know about occult things like succubi and vampirism and things like that, yeah. that show actually portrayed it fairly accurately. You know, a little bit of drama and a little bit of overdoing it in order to make it, you know, more fantastic. But it had a, a sound basis. Um, and that's what creeped me out about that show running for like eight nine years i gotta check it out now uh do you know my my uh my missus uh watched it uh, i tried i just couldn't get into it myself but hey you know i'm not saying it's bad i just couldn't get into it oh yeah well and not i really like, like that right time yeah. when somebody dropped it on a ceremony at a at a television studio in this and i'm like what so I went back and I binged. I watched all of them like back to back to back to back. And I was even listening to them at work. And I was like, holy crap. Um, and then there's the other one that they came out. Have you guys seen Grimm? 
I've heard of that too, and I haven't seen it. Grim, grim. I have a, I'm in that uh, same stance for that one, mate. I've heard of it. I've not watched it though. Oh, uh, they had Krampus and all kinds of stuff in that one. Oh, really? Krampus, <laughs> really? Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a very. It's not like one of those well-known names, but I'm impressed. But they had Krampus, they had Wendigo. I mean, <laughs> they went down that road, and and you know that show, they portrayed the 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 Grim in that show as being a descendant from the Grim brothers. But they oh, went through the all, Grim brothers, all that. Brothers Grim. They went through all that lore and all that mythology and yeah. all those occult things from back then. And I was like, oh. and they was doing it on TV again. I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> um, you know, people do not understand. We are surrounded by this stuff all the time. And if you're watching television. <laughs> yeah. Tell but, us, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's some quality shows. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, yeah. what, and, what, you, what you think of the House of Dragon and why Oh, wow. Yes. Good. yes. Good. I like it. I, I think, you know what, and you know what's really fucking wild? I, I really feel like, uh, honestly, from going by what I think has happened recently, it's really weird. I think if you go by uh, the Game of Thrones the first the first time it came out, how that played off and then how it ended and then how the beginning of this one is starting. I feel like it's actually really kind of going along with the way I think society's moving. The beginning, I think, was all more about the female being in control of the beast, the female riding the dragon, and she's the one who's in control. And then at the end, what happens... She gets a little bit too much out of control, and then the male energy, Jon Snow, Snow, just like the yeah. White Pillar, has to fucking, you know, he takes her out because she's off balance. And now the second season, and now the second season, which is a prequel, is all showing you how the Beast actually is going to rise up, kind of in a sense, because mm. it's already starting off with the Dragon Family coming into power. So, Very interesting. Like, yo. This really is actually kind of like almost a continuation, but being used as a prequel. Yeah, that fit rather wow. fitting into it. Uh, it's... And then that's like even stuff I got into with the whole death of the queen when I when I did that with a lot of the symbolisms, colors and numbers and things, and just like even gematria, and what me and Lux have even been saying for the last few months. We do think because of what we've been seeing. Um, the last few years, yes, we're definitely pushed far to the left you know, p- politically and on the tree of life that we thought either either it's going to get really fucking bad or we're going to start seeing things swinging the other way. In my opinion, when you start seeing what's going on with Ukraine and just the color of their flag, yeah. the whole green thing, the queen wearing the green, like you start seeing all these colors that start going on. Yes. The side of the tree now. I I'll mean, tell you something. If you take the red well, and you know, that's. The red, if you take the blue and the gold colors from the spheres on the tree of life and then toss that green in there that you'd be seeing a lot that the queen even wore, those numbered spheres on the tree will even add up to 17. Yep. Uh, I will just say something quickly, um, gentlemen, that uh, the episode you released with Teresa, NYP, 
that is the best episode I've heard for a fucking long time. That was incredible, mate. I shared the shit out of that as well as soon as I listened to it, as soon as I watched the video. I shared the shit out of it. It was brilliant, mate. That, yeah, except is, for is that the one yesterday? Death of the Queen, <laughs> Raven. Oh, I, I haven't I haven't seen that one, guys. I, I'm trying to play catch up. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'll send I'll send it, mate. I'll send it almost finished. Oh, I'll, I'll get it. Well, you know, I, I worked a double, and then I worked <laughs> anyway. So uh, the last three days this week, I have I I'm like way behind. I got like 20 things that I've got in my playlist. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. even yeah. shows that like. Uh, there's people that I've interested in having like as guests on that my all the friends that are podcasting have had on there. It's like I got a list of them I still got to listen to. Yeah, mate, that was brilliant. That um, I, it goes deep. That went deep. Uh, I loved every single minute of it. I just wish my mic uh, would have been working. <laughs> yeah, do you know what, what helped it? Plugging in. Uh, for some reason, I screwed something up and I ended up recording through the mic on my computer. And not oh, on regular uh, mic. So one, it sounded horrible, and then this is—it was so fucked up at first that, luckily, I also recorded it on Streamyard. But when I went live onto Spreaker with it, the way I had it set up—if anybody was listening live, which I sh- I'm hoping not—they literally were only hearing me and not the other person because of the way I had it set up, they weren't even right. connected. <laughs> So I was like, uh, you know, I listened to the episode to see how it sounded. And I was like, all right, well, I can already see that I'm not even using my mic. That's the wrong audio. And then I'm like, I don't hear a reply. And it's just dead air until I start talking. Again. I'm like, I really fucked this one up, man. New, New York has gotten schizophrenic. He's hearing voices in his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it might be. I will say one thing. Uh, Teresa said to me, she said, uh, watch, the, watch it on YouTube, you know, with the video because of the, uh, the, the images, what you were, what you're putting on screen. Um, it made a lot more sense, you know, because you're actually, you're listening and you could actually see the imagery. It was brilliant. Yeah, it yeah. sucked that I couldn't uh, go live to YouTube, unfortunately. I had a strike already and I couldn't let me send it. But uh, once I can, I'm going to definitely drop it on there because I think... Uh, the visuals, I think, some of the stuff I was talking about and showing the visuals, like, would really make like a solid connection. Yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. Yeah. At least you know, and people aren't think I'm pulling it out my ass. Yeah, a lot of folks think. <laughs> a lot of folks think that when we do these podcasts, that it's you know we just do the podcast and upload it. They don't realize that anything that can go wrong on any given day might. <laughs> um. So, you know, just getting a podcast up sometimes is work, even after you've done the research and, and done the recording. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like even that, another thing. It, I mean, it, I have all this fancy equipment and shit, but like if I like StreamYard, that lets you, you can like upload and hold like certain things in there, like audio or video stuff and like use it for an intro or play it or whatever, but. When you do, for some reason, the recording quality does not sound the same. Even with my mixer, I can put my intro if I wanted to in like one of my sound effects patches and play it. It's still not going to sound the same as if when you put on my regular podcast, when I make it myself, the other way, it's not going to sound as good. 
So, like, even, you know, I don't know, people probably don't realize this, like, some other shows I know, like, when they go live, yeah, you have that live, but now, like, if they're going to put it out on their podcast, they're going to download that audio. They're, if they're going to edit, then there's editing of the show. Then you got to put in your intro. Then you have to remake that all over again. Then you have to re-upload. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's actually a lot yeah, yeah. for me. Like when I do my last freaky Friday, I have a problem because I don't know if it's the fucking internet or just the computer I have. If I play my intro, it freezes and screws up in you know throughout it a few times. That pisses me wow. off. So now it has done it a few times, mate. On it, it's done it. Yeah, when I do the show with him, I go into Spreaker after it's done, I download it, I throw it into Sony Vegas, I clip off the at the beginning. I throw the actual intro that I made over top of it. Then I re-render it into an MP3. Then I re-render it into an MP4 so I could put it out. There's actually, you know, if if you're trying to do like a decent podcast, there is a lot of fucking bullshit. I don't think people have any clue about that is done behind it. Well, you know, for me, it's, I tell everybody the same thing. If you don't like the way I am today, don't come back tomorrow because I don't do the intros. I don't. You know, I say, hey, in our favor, all welcome back. Let's go. And, and no, and, I was uh, saying that recently too. I was like, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm, I'm like tired of like kind of sometimes even intros. I'm going to be totally honest. I just feel like it's like it's inorganic because like you have already known the person. You were probably already talking to them for like 15 minutes prior to the show. I was like, yo, I would just feel more comfortable. Like, yeah, today we got so and so on. And uh, yeah, here he is. And this is what we're going to cover. Why I don't know. I just this whole fucking plugging and all this crap and this reason why and all this. I'm like, it's just so fake. And I just, uh, you know what it is. It's just I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's it's like with me. It's it's like, uh, you know, I try to put up the and you know, generals probably caught me doing it. I put the podcast up pretty raw. I tell everybody, I said, look, this is the way we are. So if you happen to catch us having a conversation because it's been recorded, this is the way we are. We're not going to hide. Oh, you know, well, that, that I will not do anymore. I used to sometimes worry about like editing, like even fuck ups or just stuff in the show. That in the middle of the show, I'm I was talking about like when I said editing, like stuff at the beginning or the end, like just you know, noises or yeah, like intro track. Yeah, or or even saying like, okay, we're we're good to go. Like I'll take that out and then I'll whatever. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But like no, I will not edit the shows anymore because then it's not it's not authentic. Yes. Well, and that's yes. the way I am. People people like it when we just banner sometimes. So yeah. so let them hear us have a real conversation so that they know bullshit and when we're on when we're on the air. Yeah. yeah. I but I, you know you were a while ago when me and Luck first started up, there'd be, you know, like like we do before. We did before. We could talk for 15, 20 minutes before but sometimes me and Lux could talk for an hour before we finally recorded. And at one point I was just hitting record right away because I was like, yo, these conversations might actually Yes, 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 future as <laughs> fucking podcasts. And then the yeah. I had a bunch of them saved on the computer and the hard drive took a shit, so I lost them. But like I probably had like four or five hours of like us just bantering that I was like, yo, this actually would be a decent show. How many yeah. times is that for me? Those Raven. How many times? Yeah. Well, you know, we were on the other day with Grub, and we talked for about forty-five minutes. And damned if I, I wish we'd we'd have got it recorded, because <laughs> that would have been a whole nother show. They're the best. They're the best. Just completely raw. Well, you know, 
Guys, I'll tell you guys both the same thing. You remember the other night when we had uh, you and Lux, and then we had uh, 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 at the edge of the headlights on, or on the yeah. edge of the headlights. Uh, one of the biggest emails I got off of that show was, "Man, we'd love to hear what you guys were talking about before the show." <laughs> <laughs> you remember I asked you guys, I asked you guys if there were times that you wish you had gotten something recorded and didn't. That was one of the biggest responses I got is they, they the people said, oh, we'd love to hear that. <laughs> well, that's the reason why I asked. Yes, mate. But you, you know, know you, something I, I, well, here, go ahead before I. Uh, well, you talked about the female being in charge. See, now I haven't, I haven't watched any of that. Uh, what is it? Game of Thrones or whatever. Yeah. See, really I, I, but now here's the thing. You were talking about the female being in charge. Well, you know, the Merovingians use the females in order to get into the into the family. So they would marry their daughters off. And we have evidence as far back as the 1600s that they were actually feminizing, effeminizing some of their young males so that, because they didn't have any daughters. They were effeminizing their males to marry them. <laughs> um, what? It, yeah. Am I they, reading that right? So does that mean uh, – sorry, baby. Well, I'm very confused. <laughs> what do you mean? They were effeminizing their young sons because they knew that the lords or the lords to be were gay. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> so how they how they oh. had children? I got no freaking idea unless it, you know the surrogate moms or whatever like that like those families have done through the centuries. Um, oh man. But here's the thing: they were effeminizing their boys and marrying them to the to the the duchies and, and the and the uh, provincial leaders. They called them mayors in in Spain and France. But anyway, so what they were doing, the Merovingians were marrying into, and the female was taking over. Um, and you can see that throughout history. I mean, uh, look at Kerry. Uh, John Kerry is a very good example. He was nothing until he married into the Heinz family. Um, look at JFK with the Onassis family. Look at uh, um, Bush. He was nothing until Barbara showed up. Um, look, at, look at look at Bush the second. Look at Bush the second. Nothing until his wife showed up. Look at Reagan until Nancy showed up. Everywhere in history, you'll see these females showing up in behind the scenes, and then all of a sudden, the males get propelled. Um, it's it's the same control system they've used for centuries. It is crazy. Crazy. It's just, it's just, it's been done. I was starting to think about that watching the new uh, House of Dragons, and uh, I'm surprised, like I just never thought of it, like even watching from the other, the other series. But uh, when, like, one, like you said, marrying off the women to, you know, connect with other houses or other things. And then, like, thinking of that and then thinking of, like, how, um, like, in this new series, this dude, like, has not had a son. And it was, like, so important for him to finally have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like thinking in my own mind. I'm like, when you're a king, and, you know, they, there wasn't, like, hospitals. I mean, you had somebody no. come there that lived in your kingdom, you know, that helped your queen or your wife. Birth this child. You're 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 literally in charge of all of them breathing oxygen in that room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
for you to turn around and say, no, that's a boy. Because I need somebody on my throne. Or you motherfuckers are just going to die eventually. Play along with the game. I'm sure that has happened. And just like what you're saying, I'm sure the other way around has happened too. I don't have a female to sell off to somebody else to make an alliance. We're just going to go along. That's a girl. Mm -hmm. Yes. I cannot. when, When you look at the pressure, if those stories are true, if you look at the pressure that these people were under to have certain sex childs just for power, I'm sure oh, yeah. it's relied about. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's gone both ways. And the other thing, too, is, is you'll see pictures of the princess or the queen when she's young, and she looks pretty good. And then you see pictures of them when they're old, and they look like Barbara Bush. <laughs> Isn't that awful? <laughs> hey, <Barbara> Bush. <laughs> Barbara Bush looked like Crowley. I think oh. his daughter or son. But, I mean, look at Barbara Bush when she got older. And I know women do this. I know women masculize when they get older. But, I mean, from the time she was in her 40s, she looked like a, a guy walking around in a dress. Oh. I'm terrified. <laughs> so, so she's like a dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. But she she looked like, she could have passed for Crowley. She's a dude. She could be yeah, a chick yeah. with dicks. Hey. Who knows? Well, it's a common thing. It's a common thing because a lot of those families, um, they have a specific breeding pool, but they also have a lot of gay members in their family. But see, now the Merovingians did that, the ones that came up that way. But now the Habsburgs had a whole different process. The Habsburgs, they just got an army together and wiped you out. Um, and, And they both were very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just we just uh but when you was mentioning that in the in the Game of Thrones, I was thinking, man, you know, that's actually based on reality because they've used the females. You think about it, you marry your daughter to a provincial mayor. She has a son. Now you control that province. It's that simple. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's is uh well like you said, Raven. I mean how long? Do we know of it? It's been going on for. Well, you can chase it back to the 1200s in in the open. I imagine it goes back before that. Oh, uh, easily. It's almost because, it's like you just have kids just to expand your territory. Yeah, yeah. They used to call it birthing your wife to death. <laughs> they, would, they would have it. Uh, That's what they called it. Yeah, I've heard of that before. I think <laughs> something like birthing that. your wife uh, to death. That's kind of <laughs> what happened to uh, the wife of the king in the new house of dragons, right? Didn't she kind of like end up dying from birth? Yes. But see, here's what they do is, is they would marry the one that they knew could have the kids and they would literally birth her to death while they had their <laughs> consort concubines off to the side. <laughs> Sorry, you got me with that. Uh, well, death. I mean, you know, that's literally what they call it, birthing them to death. And and you see it in the in the royal families and the higher echelon families. But what 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 the people don't understand is is okay, they birthed the wife to death because of the bloodline. 
Um, but they'll have consorts as in male and concubines on the side that that's their their play toys. Right, right. And you know, interesting thing is, is you can go back through history and like in in France and Spain when the Merovingians were moving through there and marrying into those provinces, as soon as there was a child born, the leader of that province would come up dead at a very young age. Really? You know, poisoned, killed in battle accident on the horse um so so you know you can see the process through history yeah um as as soon as the merovingians had an an heir in in place then the uh former family was taken out is this would this be like uh, a common occurrence as well raven yeah. 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 I, I, I imagine that's, that's some of the stuff that we see today. I mean, you see some of these big name families that, that uh, there'll be a couple of children born and all of a sudden daddy will die. Um, or just as soon as the family gets into a place of prominence and the kids are old enough, daddy will die. Um, oh. oh, yeah. You yeah. can chase it through the, yeah, you can chase it through the 1800s and 1900s too. Yeah, there's, uh, it's, enough it's, deaths, there's enough deaths that seem to come up like in that style or just to to question uh like are they being killed off because somebody else just wants to take the power yeah show me you don't know do you i mean with the track record as well you think oh it's been suicided or you know accidents yeah i mean it's you know, if you can chase it through history all the way back to the 11 and 1200s, and then you start seeing it in the 18 and 1900s with, especially like people who would start up a big business and they weren't connected directly to the to the other families, yeah. all of a sudden they'd get married and they'd, they'd have a you know they'd have a couple of kids and as soon as the kids were old enough, gone. Well, it's gone. And the business yeah. now, the business was now part of of the uh, the main two families. Conveniently. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not hard to find him. I mean, the Habsburg jaw is everywhere. You can't miss yes, it. Yes, the Habsburg jaw. That's where it's like, um, is it like a deformity because of interbreeding? Yeah, yeah. But even the ones that have the minor, you can still see it. Look at the bushes. Uh, look at the British royal family. They've got like that longish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kid Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you know. It's just evident that change. That they, it's not. It's going to be soon. What the changes are going to be, I don't know. But you can see it. Charles says he's related to Vlad Draconis. It, it might get interesting. Yeah, so he says. So he says. <laughs> I wonder who. I wonder who uh, Charles knew uh, Jimmy Seville's going to be. <laughs> I said that. Uh, it could be related, man. Hey, uh, Raven, just a quick one. You know um, when? Yeah, it's his years ago. This when Charles and Princess Diana were having equal uh, marital problems. Do you know who was who the Queen got to be sort of uh, like consultant to get them through the marriage? Yeah, Seville. Give yourself a yes. <laughs> You know, probably one of the, the, the most well-known nonces on planet Earth that has ever been. 
Somebody oh, mentioned that to me recently. I can't remember who that was. Yeah, I, right. up. I had no fucking idea. That... Oh, sick that anything. Seville and, and Prince Andrew were, were best friends with uh, just like <laughs> and Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, oh, man. It's, you, you just find it so hard to believe, don't you? Well, you know, and for me, it's like, how bad was Andrew's behavior that the Queen had to literally put him out? <laughs> I mean, that family actually had to put somebody out? What the heck? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we're just going off what what the media are portraying it as, aren't we? Uh, who knows what, what's really going on between them and Andrew? Um <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't know what belief, do you? Well, you know, we got a gal here in the United States. Her name is Grace, and she does this uh, podcast called Really Graceful. Man, she What's has she done called, mate? It's Really Graceful is what her show is called. Really, really Graceful. Really Graceful. And she has done a set of three shows about Charles. <laughs> really? Uh, I, I can't believe – yeah, I can't believe that she's still on the air. <laughs> you know you start digging into that stuff and, and it just gets darker and darker you know uh new york was talking about you know like the uh, uh btk killer and zodiac killer and son of sam and yeah i'm yeah. telling you, you start digging into the royal bloodlines it is so freaking dark that a serial killer sometimes looks pleasant Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I even had uh, Johnny Cerucci on for some stuff like that, and like even some of the Johnny, yeah. With the certain bloodlines over, like over in Europe and Italy. Yeah, we've got uh, Johnny on later on. You know, it's it's uh, but you know, back to what we were doing, we were comparing television to reality. You know, we had we had the uh, we had the uh, uh. Supernatural series. We had the Grimm series. Now we've got the uh, the two series that are the uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Um, but you know, you know when they really started this stuff, put it on the air. I mean, it's always been out there. But do you guys remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, yes. I thought like like that and Charm were like the ones that spurred all this yeah. shit. Charm, oh, yeah. yeah, good shout, mate, good shout. You know, I, I mentioned that to, to General before, was Charmed. Charmed, um, yeah. It, uh, you had the sigils, you had all the occult symbology, you had all of the symbolism and all the occult language in those shows, right out in the open. Yeah, and you, like, and you throw, like, you know, kind of like a halfway attractive, like, females to play the parts, and it, you know, it makes it yeah. look like, okay. You get everybody watching. Yeah. 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 But I mean, they made no qualms at all about putting all that stuff on the air. Yeah, so, straight. You know, we're talking. They're not even hiding it, are they? It's just the, um, you know, <laughs> they're not even bother hiding a single bit of it. No, I mean, Accessible for like teenagers as well, even younger. Well, I got, I guess, I got another thing to bring up on this. You know, uh, we've had this, we had this shut down for a year and a half, right? Now, schools were out and all this other stuff, right? 
I've got friends that are school teachers. I've got friends who are professors in college. I've got friends who are administrators at different kinds of educational facilities. And they're all retiring between now and next summer. Yeah. And now here's the thing. They could go another, they're, they're my age. They could go another 10 years if they wanted to. But most of them are taking early retirement with cut pay to get out of the system. You want me to tell you why? I'll quote me. I'll quote one of them. Are you ready? You guys know yeah. how much I cut. You know how much I use foul language. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Kids are fucking crazy. Is what right, I told you just swore. <laughs> I I had a teacher at at a university. Yeah. That came into school this year are fucking crazy. Wow. Wow, wait. I, I've I've had a friend a friend of mine's been teaching for thirty years since they got out of college my age. <clears throat> he said I'm retiring. He says I could go another ten years and double my retirement money. He says, but these kids are effing nuts. He says they're scary. Now this this guy is is a martial artist. He's been down a lot of the same roads I have, and he says these kids are scary. He teaches middle school. That's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Well, and he's just like saying they're getting worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you know it doesn't? Do you know I think it helps with that? So, like you say, uh, the the media, like our TV series programs. Do you think that that is a big part in all this? Well, you know, the kids the kids were out of school, parents still had to work. So what yeah. the hell were they doing? You know, and we know what TikTok is. <laughs> you know, people don't like me talking about TikTok, but when the United States military and Los Alamos Laboratories comes out and says, take TikTok off your phone and do not watch it, there's a reason. Yeah. Don't use is it, what, don't watch it. Is that what the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, I got a friend out at Los Alamos. Um and uh, he says, man, don't even watch a TikTok video. And I said, why? And he says, because there is something that it's like under programming. And uh, what they've noticed is, is that, that people who use TikTok, their, their attention span uh, is dropping down to like eight to 10 minutes. And their behavior is like the longer they watch it, the worse their behavior gets. As far as self-control and, and self-regulation and what have you. You know, that's out of China, by the way. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. thing I'm not supposed to say. Oh, I did not know that. Don't know that. Yeah. No. But uh, did, did, does your uh, contact believe that this is uh, a huge part in all all of this, uh, Raven? Yeah. Well, you know, the breakdown of the system, the breakdown of the system, and then you add all the things that they're exposed to on the internet while nobody's around. I mean, you know, I was a teenager. I know what the hell I'd have been looking at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well me, me too, and, you know, you know it's what, completely different. Sorry, mate. Well, you know, it's, you know it's, it, what is weird, and I had often wondered if there was something behind it, and that's not like Trump. But he was, like, even kind of going on about, like, TikTok being... Who was that, mate? Sorry. Trump. At one point, wasn't Trump yeah. trying to do something like trying to say like uh, 
<sighs> something about TikTok at one point. Yeah. He was trying to get it blocked from the United States. Yes, I did not know that. The United States or I think like a company here would have had to have like purchased it and regulated yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll just say what I say. I've done my shows about TV programming and how the hypnosis works and how symbology works. Um, TikTok is a fast blast, and which is the worst kind, because it's all subliminal at that point. Yeah. I'll tell you it something makes else. you wonder. Here's one for New York. The other day, I, I saw a kid wearing a summoning symbol, complete with all the sigils complete with all the uh, the numerology and the uh, 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 Hebrew in every corner in every in every in every corner and at every tip he was wearing it on his t-shirt an actual summoning sigil that's frightening frightening that I actually think that's somebody's kid that, um, you know, they would have bought. Oh, wait, I could be wrong. They might not have bought them, but it's come from somewhere. A, a t-shirt. Was it a t-shirt, Raven? Yeah. Yeah. It's, bought it off. It's come from somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Um, the thing, every person who saw that sigil and looked at it and didn't know what it was, just looked yeah. at and took part in the summoning sigil. Yeah. Yeah. I do do believe, believe it or not, yeah, sometimes it's really just that basic. I think uh, something, uh, like I've even said before myself, like I can look at even still being magic, because in a sense is like somebody doesn't know who I am, but like if came across me on a podcast and then turned it on and listened, even if they didn't like it, they shut it off. Now in their brain, the NY Patriot exists when it didn't before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The same way that a sigil can work. Or, well, or, or some sigils I even do think, which none of this might sound, is like almost like a, some subconscious maybe signs that like your brain may understand actually and process the feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huge point. Like, huge point. See it with your eyes. And I yeah, think that's even a point not, mate. to explain how, like, I think memetic warfare even works. Because even if you're misunderstanding the meaning, you still have get being shown the image. It's still there, isn't it? Um, I think I think that's why it's so um, it's, it's so frightening because like, you know uh, things can be misleading, and you know what? Cause it, it's not to say like. Some of these kids just think they might be having a bit of fun when <laughs> I don't think they realise that at the extent of what, what they could potentially be creating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, who knows what the hell they're getting exposed to, too. We got all these people with uh, chaos. Exactly, magic. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. Chaos, you know, chaos magic is kind of a misnomer anyway, but. We've got all these people who are doing all these sigils and symbology and ceremonies on YouTube. Well, yeah. hell, if you sit and somebody perform a ceremony that's like an hour long on YouTube and they're doing a summoning, you're watching, you're participating. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like you basically you've been part of that ritual, summoning whatever it is they or whatever they think they're doing. Yeah, well, and you know that's what I say about the horror movies all the time. Is is that's a ritual sacrifice. Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Uh, I mean, I still, it's my fault. <laughs> I, I love, I love horror films. I always, I always have done. Um, yeah, like some of them. Yeah, but I, I, I've gone a little different direction. I've, I've been leaning more towards things like uh, The Ninth Gate and those kind of movies. Yeah, that's uh, a good film. Though. Is that, that the one where it's about uh, he's trying to find a book? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, the reason those lately is because I'm looking at the occult stuff that's in them yeah. as tangentials to other things that I'm looking at. Yeah, me and uh, Sean McCann covered that show. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah. nice, mate. Nice. Yeah, yeah I watched that. I watched that. There's a lot in that. Uh, I Like, I even pointed out at one point, I was like, yo, I even think one whole scene showed you, like, what led up to the fucking dude hanging and being the hangman. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's a good lad, Sean, and he's um, yeah, and Sean's quality. Yeah. You know that series that you did with uh, Robert? That was a that was a heck of a series. People people should. Oh, Robbie Martin. Well, that, Robbie Marks. Incredible, isn't he, Robert? Yeah, Robert. That was... yeah we got to get Raven and Robbie Marks on the show together. Yeah, um, it's funny because I've got Robbie coming back on again. I did a show with him the other night. Um, we covered covered Leviathan and the Cosmic Egg. Um, mate, <laughs> he is something else, Robbie, and he really is. Uh, but yes, definitely. Uh, next time we get Robbie on, Raven. Next time we have Robbie on, um, we will um, run it as a swap cast, mate, if you like. Well, you know, he, he's one of them who actually, you know, digs into that research, but he does it from a different tangible. And that's what we need. You know, people, you know, it's like I did a podcast the other day and I said, I don't care if you call them Nephilim. I don't care if you call them giants. I don't care if you call them demigods, gods. I don't care what we're use. Anunnaki, I don't give a crap. When we're talking about a very specific type of being that did a very, had a very specific type of behavior and created a very specific type of civilization on this planet, it doesn't matter what you call them. They're all the same. And if you get hung up on one word and then you aren't listening, you are missing out on information that you would have gotten otherwise. People just get so dogmatic and so, so rigid that, that they, they can't translate from giant to nephilim or from nephilim to anunnaki they don't understand we're talking about the same thing from different viewpoints oh yeah i mean there's i mean i'll be honest uh when it comes to like zechariah sitchin and stuff on anunnaki i think a lot of people like i've had people come on my show and cover it i don't totally agree zechariah sitchin kind of put it out when i look at it in an occult aspect i can I could see a lot more value to it. Again, I just think it's like sometimes it just all depends on how you're interpreting it. So yeah. Look at it in a different way. You might even see things that you think is kind of like shady or bullshit. Maybe just being worded different. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to explain Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get what you mean, mate. Yeah. Well, you know, I've 
disagree with Sitchin on many, many points. But here's the curious thing. There were two or three people who wrote before Sitchin, and they got buried. And Sitchin came out, and all of a sudden, he gets elevated and escalated and yeah, pushed to the that's, top. Now, that's another th- yeah, that's you have three or two. Yeah. yeah, I know that. You have three or four people who are academics and very good at what they do that get buried, and one person gets promoted, and he gets a giant contract with a book company. You have to say, okay, wait a second. Well, and that's a, and that's another thing to think about too. Is that this is this is what I'm getting at with Sitchin is like even the way that in his book that he wants to depict this shit, pretty much is different than every other person that has tried to look at it. That's like you know, it's academic. You know, they're not some moron. Is yeah. really doesn't go along with the rest of people's either. But for some reason, his <laughs> the, the you know the the all know know it all. I love that, mate. Submoron, how brilliant! <laughs> so, no, yeah. So it's what? just like you know, you have to even think about that. Why did this person that kind of you know goes against what other of a group of other people are even saying? Yes, buried like you said, and this one gets the books and the famous, and then Jordan Maxwell starts putting up on a pedestal. You know these things. Yes, Jordan Maxwell. You know, Max Jordan was was an interesting character. I met him. <laughs> I met him so long ago that it, it was when he brought Ike to California. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's how long ago, 88 or 89, I think. Um, and uh, I have immense respect for Jordan, but I tell you, the stuff that he didn't say is probably 10 times more important than the stuff that he said all the time. Yeah, yeah. But he knew. He knew, he knew where the line was at. He knew if he crossed it. I heard him one time in an interview say, look, if I cross that line, I'm dead. So he made no qualms about telling people. <laughs> um, you know, he's sorely missed. I hate to say that, but he is. He's sorely missed. And a lot of people didn't like him because he was, I don't know, if you heard him over the years, you heard a lot of repetition. But the last couple of years, he was actually dropping bombs. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I did notice near the end of his career, he was actually saying, uh, like, like, like yeah. you said, it wasn't like, because at one point, I think for like probably like five or seven years, if you heard one interview, you kind of heard them all, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think he knew he was getting ready to go and he, and he had nothing to lose. So he dropped some bombs the last couple of years, which is great. But I'll, I'll say again. The stuff that he didn't say, I would have loved to have bought him coffee and a dinner and, and heard what he had to say, even if I couldn't repeat it. But, you know, he flat out told people, he says, there are things I won't talk about because uh, I don't want to end up dead early. So, I mean, at least he was honest about that part. Yeah, I could, I could understand that, I guess. Well, what was yeah, it? He it should always, be like that as well, should it? He says, it's not my business to interrupt their business. I just tell you about their business. <laughs> he uh yeah he, he wrote a lot of books didn't he uh, he wrote well he did a lot of television and he did a lot of books he brought a lot of people right. into it like ike um you know there's another one i can't figure out how he survived as long as he has you know he actually called the queen and he, he actually called the dra- uh, the queen a, a dragon and and he lived to, to tell the tale yeah, yeah. It was like the first person to come out and kind of say that. Really. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, in the interesting thing, like got heard by a lot of people when he said it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the other the other thing about him too is is uh he wasn't the first one to say it, but the other is you know a lot of times people take him literally, but if you listen to him, he speaks like a mystic. Oh. And he talks about the dragon. I've said that over and over. I said if you were to take what he's saying and just put it in a Kabbalistic sense, he's saying fucking ten times more than the average person is even getting. Well, but really? he's saying it the way that he to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've never faulted him for that because if he came out and just said it directly instead of using the symbology and the mystic, yeah. you know he wouldn't have survived. You know, I pointed that out in one of my podcasts. I said. Somebody, somebody got angry, and, and I, I'll say who it was. I was, I was talking. To, we had two interviews. One was with uh, Wayne, uh, Gary Wayne, and then oh, the yeah. other one was oh. with Sean Williams. And I got an email, and they said, man, you could just ask more direct questions, and, and then they'd have to answer you. And I, said, I, I sent them an email back. I said, look, I asked the questions, and they answered it. If you couldn't hear the answer, then it's because you weren't paying attention. Oh, did someone send you an email, mate? <laughs> yeah, because they were mad because the two of them didn't actually answer me. And as far as I'm concerned, they answered the questions just fine. I understood them. Yeah, that's all that matters, mate. And uh, if if the other person's just not aware enough or doesn't understand that there's things that you can't answer, and that's what I said, there are things that you cannot answer directly, but you oh, can still answer. Oh, you, you know what? There's, there's even been times on, on my own show um, one of them may even be a name that you mentioned before. I'm not going to say who or I have asked specific questions, and neither the way that they kind of uh, got out of answering it or by the answer that they gave that almost didn't sound like an answer to me, if you understand what they just said. Uh, I kind of did get an answer, actually. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's, <laughs> we can't, we, you know, we can't. And I'm not going to keep pushing it because I understood what was just said. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily that, mate, is it, really? Well, you you just can't. When there's a circumstance that you're dealing with, and a lot of stuff that we deal with, with our guests, there are things that we know we're going to get an answer, but it's not going to be, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F to Z, because there's just no way to do that. And uh, when you start talking about Knights Templar, or you start talking about Nephilim, or you start talking about the churches, there are things that you can answer indirectly but people have to be you know they have to be willing to read between the lines of the conversation yes i also Um, think and i'm just going to be honest i also think there's a lot more of the people out there that maybe more in my situation but just didn't promote themselves in that way and maybe there is certain things that because of how far they got up before they left they just know that they shouldn't talk about it you know, it's like me. I'm very yeah, lucky. I I, yeah. <laughs> and, and this is probably the first time I've actually said it out loud, but I, I was very lucky. Lucky. First of all, I was never officially in any order. <laughs> officially. Yeah. But uh, the two mystic orders that I ran with was the seventh ray in California. Um, please note that I said mystic order. Um, not Templars, not Masons, not Freemasons, mystics. Um, and I know some of those mystics that were in other orders, but they weren't working for those orders, so to speak. Um, but I was with the Seventh Ray Mystics in, in California, and then I was with a different branch of the Templar Mystics. 
um, very different group. Um, but basically, it's about maintaining the library and passing information outside of other channels. And, you know, those two libraries are gone now. The one in, I, I've said it before, the one in California um, burnt down during the earthquake that was out on the coast. <laughs> that was weird. Um, and then the one in the one in New Orleans after the flood, it was just gone. Uh, out in California, the one that burnt down, they found 30 bodies inside the building. They found 30 bodies. What were they, were they all already uh, past Raven or did ne they die in the fire? Never disclosed. Oh, that sounds. Um, very uh, suspicious, maybe. Well, in in both cases, San Francisco and New Orleans, none of the books were ever found either. None at all. Mm -mm. That in itself sounds very sheepish, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, and those were those were two esoteric libraries that were completely out of the hands of everybody else. All the, uh, so they were like libraries specifically for like occult books, um, esoteric, that kind of um... grimoires. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And nobody knows and what, 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 what nobody know what 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 books was in the library. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh man, you can't tell us half a tale, Raven. But, uh, you know, the thing <laughs> is, is both those libraries were pretty much, and New York might know this from some of the uh, uh, some of the other uh, orders, but those libraries are pretty much unknown to anybody who doesn't just know where they're at. Right. So they they had to have been tracking and sorting out and trying to figure it out for a while. Yeah. It just took advantage of circumstances. Oh, you know what's so funny? But. And you brought, just brought this up. I was, I uh, had a, it was on something. I think one of the last lives I did. Uh, or maybe it was somebody commenting on that. Oh, no, I think it was on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter, I forgot the dude's name. He, uh, I think, said he came across us because of somehow hearing me involved with you, on something with you. And uh, I said, oh, I said, I might actually be doing something with him too. So, yeah, it must have been yesterday. And uh, uh, I said, yeah, I always love doing shows with him. The guy told me to bring up uh, and ask something about, like, your experience, I think, with being able to see these documents and the whole thing about him being, like, secret and where it was. He said you had some, some like, interesting story about it. You know, oh. I understand anything I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, well. The only thing that I can trace that to is, is uh, years ago when I first started getting into the occult orders um, and working with different individuals, I was approached by somebody. I, I can't say his name. I can't even. But anyway, uh, I was approached and, and I was asked to do some research. And the other thing that I cannot say is what I was researching. But you know how I am with patterns. Um, they wanted me to research something for them that goes way, way back. So what I did is uh, I was taken to uh, seven libraries here in the United States. 
Um, two of them, I couldn't even, two of them, I was in a blacked out vehicle with a, like a sleeping thing over my eyes. I think they drove me around in circles for two freaking hours and took me right back to where they <laughs> picked me up at. Is what it felt like. But I, I wasn't even allowed to go those two libraries. It's I wasn't even allowed for. I don't know where they drove me to. They picked me up at the bus station at the one and they picked me up at the airport at the other. And I could not see anything. I have no idea where I went. And uh, they didn't take any they didn't take the uh, earplugs out of my ears or the blinders off of me until I walked into the building. So I have no idea where I was at. I could have been five miles. I could have been 50 miles. I, I, but but they wanted me to do research for them. So uh, I did research. The, well, like I said, um, <laughs> I I keep my word. But it it was something. All right, was, yeah. So you can't it, disclose it. Was something it. that went right. back centuries, and it, it was related to current events. I'll say that much. Um, but anyway, so I went back and I did the research for them, and in exchange for that, I said I wanted seven days in each library to research whatever I wanted. So uh, what what we did was is, is uh, after I got their research done and I ate all the books I needed to, and I had a librarian that helped me in these libraries. So what I did was is when I got their research done, I had seven days. Well, they come to get me at closing time, quote unquote, for me to go stay at a hotel. And uh, I said, no, you said I had seven days. And they just had this horrified look on their eyes, uh, in their eyes. And on their faces, they didn't realize what I meant. I literally slept about 20 minutes at a time. And when the alarm went off, I started reading again. Well, y'all, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I read somewhere between three and 500 pages an hour. So can you imagine what I was able to tear through in seven full days in a library? <laughs> and I got to go into seven steered libraries and two in Europe. <laughs> well, and you know, that's where a lot of the information that I have comes from, but I don't yeah. talk about anything until I have verification from other sources that I can use. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one in New York is amazing and it's not New York city. I would love to get into one in New York city. If it's still there, I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. But the one in upper upstate New York is just amazing. I was just going to um, if people knew what was in that library, if they even knew it was a library, they would be shocked. But uh, it's a building the size of a university building, and it is completely full of books. But anyway, that's how I that's how I got started doing what I do now. Yeah. Um, somebody I, I had been digging into something. And somebody found out how how good I was at doing it and how fast I was. So, uh, in exchange for that, I got in exchange for that I got seven days in each of them libraries too, and a librarian that pulled the books for me. So all I had to do is tell them what I wanted, and if they had it available, it was set in front of me. Now they tried to dick around with me a few times and give me something in German, <laughs> but each and second week. Um, they gave it to me in Latin a few times too, but see, I can do Latin too, that was, which I learned. <laughs> it's trying, it's trying to throw you off scent, mate. Not working with yeah. you, is it, maybe, mate? <laughs> Greek, Greek was a I pain in the ass. I love it. It was. 
But anyway, that's how I really got started with the research, guys. I mean, I was already doing occult things anyway and experimenting on my own. Um, but that's all, also how I ended up being being a uh, I don't know what word to use being a uh, initiate for the two mystic orders. That's the easiest way for me to say it. And and if I live to be a thousand years old, I've said this to General before. If I live to be a thousand years old, I might move past the initiate stage. Um, but that's because I understand what I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of all the the books you've uh, read, Raven, uh, from this, like, uh, what you you just. What we're just discussing, you know, uh, the seven libraries. But what did you find the most intriguing book out of them all? Hmm. If it's from the esoteric libraries back in the day, yeah. I would say it was the, I would say it was the Bavarian monks journal. Um, it, it dated from the 14 and 1500s. Was in old German, and uh, it had more information about the bloodlines. Yes. You know, I told you I've been working on the bloodlines five years. Yeah, yeah. But that one book, information about the bloodlines and the ancient cultures that I've been trying to connect for thirty-five years, yeah. than any other text that I'd ever read, and it was written by monks up in the middle of a mountain that weren't even related to the Jesuits. Well, I don't, uh, I don't, do you know? Message. Do Do you know what the book was called, mate? Oh, it was just it was just a journal. It was just a journel kept by the monks. It's just like it, a grimoire type, like a bit. Like, yeah. Sort of, well, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a grimoire in that sense. It was just a journal. It, it, they what they had done is they had Your written diary. down. Yeah, they had written down information as they had gleaned it, so it was kind of random, right. but. Yeah. By reading those seven thick handwritten texts, got a better idea of what history. Um, <laughs> um, it was one of the most fascinating books I had read. Yeah, sounds it, mate. Sounds it. I want to ask you, I'd be interested uh, to know a little bit in your opinion. I'm sure you've come across the Devoinage manuscript. Mm hmm. Ah. I've, I've been playing with I've been playing with the Voynich manuscript off and on for ten years. Voynich manuscript. Is that is that you pronounce it? Voynich manuscript. Voynich. You know what's I, wrong? I have. So sorry to just keep going, but I just want to say this real quick. Don't forget. Me and uh, Teresa were thinking about covering that at some point, so that could be a good round. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I have I have been trying to cipher a little bit already. I have been trying to Bet cipher that. Good shout at MIP, mate. I like the sound of it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm really good at pattern. <laughs> you know what? And, and 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 maybe you'll you'll be able to, uh, I guess, maybe verify or or maybe understand where I'm coming from. Uh, have you? I'm sure you've seen the Agrippa books. Yeah. Now, if you think of how those three books, if you can get them all in one book, like I have. If you look well, at, at the Agrippa books, the Agrippa, 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 I think his name was. 
He has like something I forgot the exact name, of, but he has like three books on that. If you kind of mm-hmm. take out, if you kind of look at the beginning of that, how it was very much all like um, planet, uh, like uh, plants and stuff to do with like earthly stuff, and then it yeah. started going farther into like planetary and actual magic shit. When you look at the Voynich manuscript. The first half of it's all these like fucking flower looking things or plant looking shit. And then it starts going into yeah. all these occult symbols that to me is showing you the other stuff just in an artistic way. Well, you know, the last time I went through it was a few months back. I, I, I look at it. I study it out. I go through it. I go through it. And then I put it down. OK, I, I just have to because it drives. me. I look at patterns and I see the pattern in the book. What I've been trying to do now is I've been trying to get a hold of somebody who knows Norse symbology because those plants each have a meaning. Yeah. I have finally figured out that that is a reference to, you know, like each plant has a whole series of meanings and and words and ideology behind it. Well, I don't know that. I've never studied it. Yeah. So I'm trying to have to, I'm trying to avoid having to go into that academic study, which would take me probably a couple of years to get through and find somebody who has that knowledge. Of. You know, also, Mike Raven. Sorry, Michael. Uh, well, I was just going to say the whole thing with like you even mentioned with the, the plants and stuff. I, I've watched some shows or like or whatever things on the Voynich manuscript and they'll kind of attack the art to an extent saying it almost looks like this but doesn't and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking in my head, you know, there's still a possibility it is that plant, but maybe their artistic way of showing it is to add other stuff so it's more of a deeper picture than what you think you're looking at. Well, and see, that's the reason why I'm trying to find somebody who knows the Norse symbology of the plants. Because I have I've looked through that book and you know those plants show up in different places. The the leaves. Um yeah. So they have, to be, they have to be a reference to what that text is about in that in that part of the book. Um, I think it's actually I think actually it goes back to the Norse. I don't think I think they're wrong about the source of it. Oh, okay. Well, um, I uh, uh, recently did, did a show. Well, mate. Well, I'm trying to find. Like I said, I'm trying to find somebody who knows what the Norse uh, plant symbols are. Because oak means one thing, a spruce means something different, a pine means something different, a different kind of pine means something different, and it has a whole esoteric value to it. Oh. I don't have time to study. Yeah, I mean, I recently did a show with uh, Greyhorn Pagan, uh, Stinked Fox, and he is, um, it blew my mind with the old the Norse Pantheon. Um, maybe might know a little about it i will ask him i am doing a show with him soon so i will i will ask him mate, see if he built a shed, shed new light on it Intra- very well, interesting those people, up, those people up there could actually write a whole a, a whole book using just those symbols and and the other people of the time of that yeah. particular order which is very important would understand yeah. exactly what it meant just using the tree symbols the plant symbols yeah, yeah. So that's how far I've got. <laughs> really is. I've been working on it for about ten years, and and I see the patterns. Yeah. But I 
I, I have finally figured out that it has to come from up north because they're the ones that use those plants as language. Right, right. But it, it's a whole different kind of mysticism. It's a whole different kind of esoteric symbology. And I don't know the language. That's yeah. what I thought out of it. Like certain things, uh, like certain things you can kind of get an idea like, okay, like, you know, that's probably Aries because. And then, like, maybe even certain numbered characters. But the whole thing is, is that the art itself, you can tell, is like its own flair of trying to tell a story that I can't totally understand because I just don't know. Yeah. Well, and see, that, that's the reason why I've come to the conclusion that knowing what that esoteric language of the plants is will give you the key to figuring out what they're actually talking about. Uh, with uh, no. yeah, mate, that's uh, it had to have been that's, that's my two thirds of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. And the other, the other thing too is putting the putting the plants in there the way that they did. That might actually be the most important part of the story. Mm. I understand that that's the language that they wrote. I just don't know how to translate it. Do you think? Do you think there's there's a, a real really the meaning behind it that still is almost impenetrable to uh, work out. Well, I mean, look at the mystics that come from there. They come from Ireland and England and Norway and Sweden. Oh yeah. Um, they would have written it in a way that each mystic would have each mystic would have understood it. But they, but but outside of their orders, unless you understood the the actual meaning of of those plant symbols. It, you could have handed yeah. that to anybody, and they had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, it's, I think I think I, I agree with you, mate. That's it's hidden for a reason, I think. Um, it's time to break it open. Like I said, I yeah. have been looking, I have been contacting people in Norway to try to find. A, I've even a, a, a contacted a couple of universities. I'm trying to find somebody who knows the old leaf. But see, I don't know that I'm going to find anybody in the academic area because, back to what I said, we're mystics. It's symbology, knowledge, and if you don't have yeah. both of them together, you may not. We may not be able to read it. Yeah, yeah. I was saying it, Raven. Knowledge is power, and if they they've got that uh, knowledge hidden. Only them know about it, or a select few know well, about yeah, it. The They've got the power. That's the reason why I was trying to get a hold of the Druid up there in Scotland. Well, you know, the Druid. Too, you know, I've heard yeah. a lot. Well, I've heard a lot of it come from Michael Tassarian, but he. Who was that again? Sorry, MIP. Uh, Michael Tassarian. Oh, Michael says I have to, yeah, I've heard about uh, I've heard of the name. That he thinks a lot of stuff does stem from that as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, there's one druid, and I don't know if he's still alive. Somebody has told me now that he is. There's one druid still alive from the old order in Scotland. And he was the last, as far as I know. And I've been trying to find out if he's still alive and get a hold of him because he might actually know that language what's his name Raven please Gregor Gregor something or other 
<laughs> my brain just went flat. It's Gregor's. Uh, as a matter of fact, the BBC did a show about him probably 15 years ago. All right, okay. And I think the show the BBC did was The Last Druid. The, the Last Druid? I'll look into this, mate. I wonder if uh, Keith Sheridan might know of him. Well, I was hoping maybe Thomas might even know him because he's up there in Ireland. That's like, that's what I mean. Uh, apologies, uh, Thomas. I don't know where I got Keith from, but sorry, oh. mate. Uh, yes, uh, I will. I'll. I will. Uh, I'll ask uh, Thomas, mate. Uh, James Raven. I, well, I, will, I, uh, I was going to try to get a hold of Thomas and Neil, and see if they knew anybody. Yeah. But you know, we're we're so down the road in the uh, in the mystic and the occult and the esoteric at this point that you know people who haven't been paying attention to us <laughs> for the last year they're lost it's never too late though raven is it it's never too late mate. You know, i always tell everybody i said look you know it's like new york patriot with the occult rejects and uh touring. if you guys want to know what's going on you have to go back and listen to the first part you can't listen to part number six or part number four and then say you don't get it um you know, my podcasts are in order. If you don't go back and listen to the first ones, you got no idea what's talking about now. <laughs> but anyway, so New York, uh, guys, I've got to take a short break. Um, I'm actually scheduled for another podcast. Sure. Um, New York, what are you guys working on? Um, Right now, we just finished, and I'm almost done editing uh, episode three, and it's the final episode of a, a Kabbalah series that we Nice. Part nice. one starts dropping, I think, this Wednesday. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're happy to release that, actually. Everybody's singing to it. <laughs> was that the just ice Sounds like an old ice cream. Oh, it's, it's, it's ice cream on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You know it's funny if it's funny, Lee. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's really funny, Lee, is that me and Lux even mentioned them when we recorded episode three of the Kabbalah. The last six shows that me and Lux have done when we recorded, an ice cream man has showed up on his own. Quality, <laughs> <Policy>, mate. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's creepy. I love it. I love it. You know, there's yeah. so many. There's so many. There's so many gag references to the ice cream man. Or do you remember the old uh, Van Halen remake of uh, "I'm Your Ice Cream Man"? No. no. Oh, guys, man, that is one of the dirtiest songs ever written and put out on the radio, and people just completely missed it. Was it, by it. Raven. <laughs> it was by it, it's uh, "Ice Cream Man," and, and Van Halen remade it, but it's an older oh. song, even. All oh, right. No, I'm not into. Uh... Anything like that, really. And it's, yeah. Say it was an old blues song, and then yeah. Van Halen remade it. But uh, it is, it's talking about doing door to door service. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the old milkman joke. Fuck. Yeah, that and makes sense. Now. <laughs> totally makes sense. Awesome, well, they got this new song yes. out that's uh, <laughs> it's watermelon kisses, and people have no idea what the hell that's about. 
Um, there are some actually really raunchy Randy songs that they're very cleverly disguised. <laughs> <laughs> and it says something about me that my mind immediately hears the song and knows exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> hey, I come up in the 70s. Leave me be. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. And, and uh, I'll tell you, we're trying to get a, a wider variety with, with uh, General and I, too. I, I've, I've contacted some music, musicians and some oh, nice. uh, performers, and we're, we're, we're trying to expand that, too. Still, talking to these people that I'm bringing on, it, it, it still talks about the occult and, and the hidden things, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes. So, uh, you know, try to expand it. it there's always these tangents. Say what? I said, yeah, there's been a few musicians, like not huge name, names that I've thought about uh, trying to get on it to talk about that stuff. That would be amazing if you guys could pull them or something like that. Well, I've got some friends from back in the day that were actually really big. <laughs> And uh, I've I've made requests of them to come on. Um, I've got another person who's a lifetime musical student um, and teacher, uh, the performer. He writes books, and there's a there's a very very subtle but occult uh, transition in music that most people don't even understand. And I want him to get on and talk about composition and how it works and how it affects people. Oh, just um, in that aspect, yeah, that'd be amazing. So, uh, so we're working on it. We're working on it. And then I, I keep teasing, uh, general, I'll, I'll send him a copy of the emails I've been sending to some of the other people. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to name them yet, but, um, I, I'm dead serious about getting a few people on there. Anyway, guys, I, yes, I need mate, to go. Yes, <laughs> and, you know what? I'm going to head out too, because actually, uh, the, the, the reason why I was able to be visit, uh, free today is because I, I thought, uh, there was something going on that I didn't have to do and things got changed. So I had to say, since I said yes already, I, I snuck this in, but I do actually have yeah. to get going, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, oh, gentlemen, yeah. gentlemen, <laughs> before, before, yeah, before you go, um, thank you both very, very much. Um, I was speaking to my two favorite people. Um, oh, no, incredible. I was, excited. I was looking fucking forward incredible. To it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I recorded it on my end because I knew I was going to use it on my show. I was looking forward to this. For brilliant, sure. brilliant. Talk to nice to have yeah. the time, guys. It really. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. I, love General, it. I will catch you after a bit. Do yes, you know in a bit. Uh, know how to just get quick, quickly, Raven. Do you want to let everyone know where they get old, you Raven, before you go, please? No, I'm hiding. I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> No, uh, Spreaker.com. No apologies enough said or under Raven Kiefer. And I say it again. If you all want to know a lot of what we're talking about, my YouTube channel has a playlist that will blow your mind. Certainly <laughs> will. Certainly will. Uh, and YP, would you like to let everyone know whether you can hold you, please, sir? Yeah. NYP Jail Major Podcast, the Recult Rejects All Major Podcast, bitch, you rumble for both of them. And YouTube, we do have tour and more. It has a Lux's show, my show, and they both need to hold it. Spot on, mate. Spot on. Oh, and the Spiritual Gangsters, that's another show I'm on. 
It's on all media yes. yes. and and YouTube as well. The spiritual gangsters. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> mind blowing, mind blowing <laughs> thank material. You. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs> all right, This six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.